you could argue that the basic message of the Bible is this, that God is actively involved in the world and the basic trajectory that God is working to bring humans out of slavery and into freedom. That's exactly what Mick just described for his own personal experience for the walk to Emmaus. This happens with God leading the people out of Egypt in our story for today and into the wilderness so they can get to the promised land. And it happened again in the New Testament, the story that we as Christians celebrate with God working through the person of Jesus to expand this covenant of grace and love and freedom to all people, no matter what your background. So God brings about freedom and leads us and feeds us each step of the way. So what about us as humans? Well, we are called to respond to God's grace by trusting God and following this God because this God has our best interests in mind. God feeds us and guides us as we travel that road with God from captivity to freedom. So the journey that we take of faith doesn't ask for us to do more like your employer asks you to do more. The journey that we take with God doesn't ask you to do more like commercials on TV ask you to do more. God wants you to do not more, but to do differently. But of course, we know that this is easier said than done. We don't handle the journey from captivity to freedom so well. We have short memories and we tend to forget that the God is a good God and that God feeds us each step of the way. And so we have a tendency to want to feed ourselves, to trust in ourselves rather than trusting in the daily bread that God gives us. And if it's okay to mention the word in the pulpit, that is the definition of sin, where we trust something else instead of trusting God. We create idols all around us, and an idol is anything that we worship that is not the one true holy God. So basic themes of our faith. God moves us to freedom, and we as humans have to give up idols and learn to walk and to trust this good and gracious God. So this is the basic predicament that the people of Israel found themselves in for our reading from Exodus today. For those of you who have seen the Charlton Heston movie that I grew up watching, this is basically Cecil B. DeMille's version of the book of Exodus. So what you need to know is that the, today in our scripture reading, the people had just left Egypt. They had just picked up all their things that they could carry with them and traveled across the Red Sea on dry ground. 
and God moved them away from captivity and provided them with liberation and freedom. And so in today's lesson, they find themselves on the other side of the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army got drowned, and they are free. God wasn't asking them to do more. God wanted them to do differently. And any time we're presented with the opportunity to change, we know that that is absolutely terrifying. The people of Israel got hungry, and kind of like what happens to me when I get hungry, they got cranky. They pointed their finger at Moses, their leader, and they said, if only we had died back in Egypt, it would have been better for us to have died as slaves to Pharaoh rather than coming out here in the wilderness to die of hunger. We would rather die as slaves than die of hunger as free people. Wow. But that's how deeply rooted we are to maintain the status quo. Inertia keeps us so rooted in the way things are. But God doesn't chastise the people. God does not get angry with them for their resistance. Instead, God accommodates to them and God sees this as an opportunity to teach the people. God says to them, this will be a test so that you will learn to depend upon me rather than depending upon Pharaoh. And so you see, my friends, God is concerned for you today. God is so concerned for you today that God will provide for you what you need on your journey of faith so that you may be free in your faith to love and serve the Lord and you will not have to be enslaved by fear and anxiety. Here's what I'm going to do, God says. God says, I'm going to provide bread for you. I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you to eat. And I'm going to do this every day of the week. And on the sixth day, I'm going to rain down twice as much bread so that you don't have to work on the Sabbath and you can keep the Sabbath day holy and still have something to eat. At twilight, you shall eat meat. and In the morning, you shall have your fill of bread. Then, then you will know that I am the Lord your God. As if to say, not Pharaoh your God, but I am your God. So the Israelites need to learn a new way of doing things. But in order to do that, they had to change their way of thinking. Freedom is all fine and good, Lord, but now I'm hungry and all I can think about is how I had enough to eat back in Egypt. Those flesh pots that cooked our food became idols for us. They, we knew that we could eat well back there in the past. Let's go back there into the past. But that's only because your owner in your enslavement wants you to eat well so that you know that you can go out and work as a slave for him all day long. You see, it's in the best interest of Pharaoh to feed you well so that you can work for Pharaoh. And we think we don't have Pharaoh in our lives anymore, but I beg to differ with you. 
We all have the slave driver of our lives, some type of idol that you are clinging to, some memory of the past that I tend to worship, some habit of mind or body or spirit that is keeping us all enslaved. It's in your idol's best interest to feed you so well that you will continue to worship the status quo, the way things are, and resist the change that God is calling you to in your life so that you will become to believe the lie that this is as good as it gets. And that's where God steps into your life, my friends. That's where God says, I've heard the cry of my people, and I've listened to your complaining, and I will lead you out of the prison that you choose to live inside, and I will open the door to freedom in your life and I will feed you in the morning and I will feed you in the evening and I will lead you to the promised land. And this time in the wilderness that you're experiencing now, this time in the wilderness where you don't know where you're going and you don't know where you want to be, this is the liminal space where nothing makes sense. And I will teach you in that liminal space when you can't control how things are going, you will learn that I am your God and that you don't have to worship Pharaoh anymore. Leave your flesh pots in Egypt and let me feed you so that you will be my people and I will be your God. Do we have a deal? God says. God is leading us as a people even now. And I am convinced that God is active in the life of this church, even in the suffering that we endure with each other this day. God is still in the business of moving people, moving individuals, and moving churches from captivity into freedom. I see it here when the youth gathered last week to talk about how God had worked through their mission trip and changed their lives. I hear it here when the leaders, leaders met two weeks ago for dinner and discussion where we did try to discern for ourselves and for our church what it means to say that God doesn't necessarily want us to do more, but God needs us to do things differently. I see it here when the deacons meet on Monday nights to share love and concern and new ideas. I see it here when the session meets to work on the goals for the church to where God is leading us to be more faithful and to be more fruitful. I hear it today when we commission the teachers to tell the story of God's redeeming love on Sunday morning and on Wednesday nights. I hear it here on noon on Mondays when a small group has committed to meet starting tomorrow for lunch for Bible study. I hear it on uh, breakfast at High V when I sit down and eat breakfast with two other men of the church and hear how God is working in their lives and how God is bringing up the next generation of leaders for this church. I see it here on Wednesdays when the youth gather with all their energy and the adults gather around the word with prayer and song. I see it on Thursdays when the mother Mothers gather around uh, their young children to meet and to share their lives, the joys and the sufferings that they are going through even now. And that's just five days of the week. I'm sure you can fill in more of the daily bread that God is providing for you in your life. So I ask you this day to make your own list of how you see God actively working in your life and in the life of your family and friends. Pay attention to how God is working in the life of this church. 
so that our worship on Sunday morning is enhanced and our witness Monday through Saturday in the world is expanded so that when people encounter us, they will sense that we are no longer fed by the idols of enslavement, but they will sense that God is working in our lives, feeding us, raining down bread on us day by day. And there will be no doubt then that the people that you encounter in your life will know that it is the Lord who is your God and no other. As we journey together, my friends, let our common prayer be something like this. O oh Lord, our God, give us this day our daily bread so that we may leave behind the flesh pots of oppression and learn to trust in you alone to lead us to the promised land of your future. Amen.